What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Forty Going on Eighteen, the podcast where three longtime friends in their forties talk about anything and everything. Today, we're talking about education, and more specifically, did we learn anything in university? So let's go. Hey, boys, how you doing? Good. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. So today, I thought we'd talk about uh, education, and, and more specifically, like. University, the experience that we all went to university, we all supposedly learned and some stuff, but did we? <laughs> so I wanted to chat a little bit about kind of university experience, what you remember about it, what you learned along the way. So uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of your experiences, if you if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you left the country, learned, man. Yeah, dude, I learned a lot of technical knowledge. I think hmm. you know, studying engineering during. The what the early uh, early two thousands, you didn't really have any kind of online educational alternative or or right. like wiki wiki platform. So like, how could you learn these like technical stuff but going to the class and like especially the hands on stuff where you had to be sitting in a lab mm -hmm. and things like that. I thought that was very useful. Uh, you couldn't get any anywhere else at the time. So Do you remember more... some of those skills that you had though? So obviously you, you picked it up yeah. and you, but. Okay. Yeah, I, I think some of those really struck a chord in me. It's like for me, like back in high school, we were, you know, like learning about software development and 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 we were programming, but then I didn't really understand, for instance, the hardware component of 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 how true, true. systems worked. Mm -hmm. So when you when I acquired that knowledge, it was like, oh crap, this is not <laughs> magic. This is like just normal <laughs> stuff, man. So so I felt I felt bummed actually. It was like, oh okay, it's very logical and like. Circuits I'm, I'm, and logic. I'm no longer interested, like, or I became less <laughs> interested. But, and then you also had those strange electives that you ha you were required to, which I thought was like, mm. oh, it's going to be useless. But it turned out to be like, I think eye opening, right? Like, I took a philosophy course uh, mm. that was very hard. It was very hard for me. Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. So mm. um, I probably grinded out like a B plus or something. And, and yeah, I, th I thought it was a good experience from an educational perspective. The teachers were not all great. I think you it was it was just very, you know, hit or miss. I think nowadays there's much more feedback involved with with professors and teachers. So I think everybody's upping their game. I, I would imagine. At the Did any of them level. stick out to you, like in terms of like quality? Like there was one at least that you think is like super high caliber, or or no? There were a couple, especially one who was actually he was pretty generous. Like he invited the entire class of like a hundred people the lecture hall to his home for thanksgiving man it was like his family's like, yeah wow. he cooked a big you know that's crazy big turkey fed like fifth well you know i think probably the take-up rate was probably like 60 percent. so you <laughs> had like lot. 40 50 kids come in <laughs> i know how big and is this house that he had <laughs> i know it's like i it was i don't remember because i was probably like just, just in awe that I would be getting a free meal. I don't even know how I got there. Like, I don't even know how we got there. We probably took a taxi or something. But like, then he, his wife gave us cookies, like, like, like a like fresh baked cookies. Like, dude, I was like impressed, man, impressed with hospitality. And he was a very, he was a very competent teacher, very, very passionate, very good teacher. So, yeah, good, a good experience from an educational perspective. And maybe we can talk about the, the you know the non-educational perspective, but let's let's yeah let's agreed. hear your experience. Yeah, I think for me going into also a technical field, but from a computer science perspective, I didn't really find that I learned too much 
because it wasn't like they were teaching you actual programming. Mm. It was more like they were teaching a lot of theory, especially proofs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah lots yeah. of proofs and logic theory. So those things are great at teaching you how to think and how to logically get from A to B. But from a practical perspective, I didn't really find that too helpful. And when it came to the lab assignments where you had to do some programming, where you had to, you know, do create an OS, for example, do some file systems creations and do some algorithms uh, coding, I was like, okay, that the textbooks weren't really teaching any of this. So you just want us to be able to do all that without actually some kind of practicum where, um, uh, you know, where you actually knew how to do that. So I think because the school that I went to was so heavily theory focused, I feel like they were lacking more in a practical sense. And they kind of just dropped their students into this black hole of, yeah, you just got to get it done. And one of the toughest courses that we had during that four year plus program was a third year course called operating systems, where you basically spend the entire semester building an OS. Um, and they don't teach you how to do that. You basically just have to start like putting stuff together. You get, you pair off with somebody, but you're basically the only, I think it's the only class where I pulled all-nighters um, because you had to get it done. And, you know, half the class fails because they don't know how to do it. But, but so, if they're not teaching you, then how do you get it done? I, you like, basically just got to find wiki. You don't have online. No, you, you basically collab. Right? You basically yeah, go you collab. find friends that know how to do it. And you try to like, you know, do whatever hey. they're doing. <laughs> I mean, for me, can I see your code, please? <laughs> Wait, you the, you did not uh, like snipe the TA like during T, you know, like yeah. So I so that could be my fault because I never went to any TA sessions <laughs> or like tutorials because I felt like they were a waste of time. And I would say, to be honest, half my university experience in classroom, I was probably falling asleep or were, was falling asleep. To a point where I think in one class I was snoring, and then <laughs> and oh. then our, one of our friends who came to the same school as me had to like keep pushing me to to wake me up because the whole class could hear that someone was <laughs> snoring from the back, and you know I did snore, you know, deviate symptom and all. But then I would say again the electives was where I got more the interesting courses of it. So I actually did mm -hmm. a, I actually did a business minor. Um, so I took business law. I took wow. uh, management science. I took um, I took psychology just for the heck of it, um, and I actually found those courses to be much more relevant to life. Right, business law. There's there's something about torts and things that you should know about <laughs> that I think everybody should know about. Management science, from organizational behavior to organization design, I think is also very important. And even psychology, you learn a lot of yeah, different theories. Right, right? that's. I felt was very useful in a practical sense. So I took a lot away from those electives. So I'm glad I did. So I think I had to do 20 credits in selected uh, electives in order to get that minor. And yeah, I ended up really, really enjoying that. So, so educationally didn't really help, but this is undergrad. So grad, so maybe I'll segue into grad school very quickly. So grad school is very different because it was in a sense, a means to an end, right? I went to, business school, do an MBA because I wanted to switch careers. And that was one of the reasons that I had to do that, do that uh, program. But at the same time, all the, like a lot of the courses that I took during MBA was very useful. Again, not the non-technical stuff. Like it was a finance major, but I didn't care about 
the finance courses. I didn't care about options and derivatives. I'm not, I don't need to calculate Black-Scholes option pricing model. Yeah. And I can punch it into a, you know, Google or calculator, right? But what I cared about were the strategy courses. You know, you do your SWATs and you do your Porter's five courses. Um, I enjoy the negotiation courses and all those courses that have to do with people that have to do mm-hmm. with high level strategic design. Mm-hmm. Those are so much more useful, so much more longevity than like your finance, you know, 101 and finance 102 courses, right? Because you never have to do those kind of math when you're in real life. Yeah, it's already, are commoditized too. It's all these software and programs that does it all that. You, have, you never have to do any of that. So definitely, again, I guess to, sum, to summarize, like all the technical courses, I could care less. But uh, all the you know key electives and all the humanities and strategy and operational type courses, I definitely recommend. So I definitely learned a ton from those. Yeah, I think out of the three of us, I'm probably the, the least educated. I, I just have my uh, undergrad, uh, and and I probably have the same or similar experience to Fran, where yeah, I like a lot of technical courses. I learned most most of it out of my uh, my my <clears throat> electives, but I didn't do a minor. It's just just random things that I pick. I actually enjoyed child psychology. Uh, hmm. I took I took that. Oh, I'm uh, sure that's useful. It, definitely useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, do you still remember things about it? Uh, a little. What's bit. What's it about? But, well, the development of children and their, <laughs> how their heads think. But uh, yeah, so so a, a lot of it is is I, I forgot it until recently when I uh, kind of picked up some other books and it's kind of refreshed. Oh yeah, I did kind of know that. But uh, um, it was yeah about kind of development and the different stages and stuff of like that and um, how like why they're the terrible twos. They're trying to t- test their boundaries and stuff of like that and, and a whole bunch of uh, other pieces. And then even something like. Uh, it's only a brief mention, but something like uh, being a teenager—that's uh, a, actually a life stage that that's actually fairly recent, right? Mm-hmm. It was only recently, uh, maybe in the in the seventies or something or eighties or something. Prior to that, there was no such thing as being a teenager, which mm-hmm. I thought was fascinating, yeah, right? That's odd. Uh, and, and one of the, the the things again, not in this course, but I learned later on, is that part of the challenges uh, of of society right now is that we're actually extending childhood. Right, because a lot of the, the previous generations uh, they did well because they grew up, but now we're kind of purposely extending it. But yeah, stuff like that is like, oh, that's kind of interesting and didn't help computer science. <laughs> Nothing related to that. I, I, I did fairly poorly. I think I was sleeping in, in one of the classes as, as well. I, I don't I don't think I snored, um, but uh, I, I did that. And then um, again, a lot of the technical courses or those other courses, it's kind of a blur. I can't really remember all of that. But uh, I mean, the, the two other areas which I want to, to ask both of you about is, is one, um, well, the friends and the relationships and kind of the soft skills and the adulting that, that you learn, because uh, obviously you both went off, I, I still stayed at home. <laughs> right? But there's a whole bunch of uh, stuff that you would have learned there. And then the other part is, is work, because I, I believe uh, both of you had like some co-op and work terms, right? And like that, I remember that is the stuff that, that I, I experienced, and, and I thought was very practical in, in, in the world. Um, I did a, a, a co-op term at, at at one of the big banks there, it was uh, really boring. <laughs> where, where we, I was a network administrator and, and part of my job was to literally, and this is way back in the day, no cloud solutions, or whatever. We had to go find a server, grab their tape and, wow. and pull it to another one. And because we had like 34 servers in like uh, five towers or something, it was, I probably clocked like tens of thousands of steps <laughs> like throughout that oh, co-op. Yeah. And well, I guess if you're going to hire someone, that's the co-op. But where my value add to it was we had this 
process where we had to log into a server. Uh, again, like 80 of them uh, in a day. And I had to write on a stupid spreadsheet, like certain statistics. I'm like, oh my goodness. It took me like three or four hours every day to do that. Um, just the, the, the keystroke. So like I, I took time at the end of the day and like I coded something that like logged in and whatever, like using some some um, some APIs and stuff of like that. And then it, uh, it was running and it, it could do it in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, what the hell? Why are you done so fast? Uh, we, we thought we kept you busy. It's like, oh no, I coded this. And holy, so, so then they use that. And again, that's the learning that you figure out where um, I found all of that experience uh, to be super helpful. And then one of my other terms was with, was with, with uh, another tech company. And we had this kind of demo room that prototyped a lot of their technologies. And uh, yeah, it was when 802.11a just got released right mm. like bluetooth was 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 a, a concept that, that was there and we had like kind of those things it was like oh this is really really cool and and it was just a great experience on on, on that side and i'd love to hear like both of yours like kind of your work experiences what you took out of, how does that compare to kind of the, the the academic side of things too yeah so i feel like the co-op terms and the work terms are so integral in the education piece that they should really be part of every university college institution like it's just so important like for me uh in my undergrad i had six work terms Mm -hmm. and the first one was at an investment bank where i was on the trading floor during the 2000.com boom and it was where i you know bought my first stock <laughs> and learned about the markets you know i was 20 years old didn't really have any money like i just used like a couple hundred bucks or whatever it is to, to buy a stock but you know that really got me hooked ever since because i saw the excitement on the floor but i also learned a lot because you know less than a year later it was a bust <laughs> so all my yeah. money was gone but all of that still ingrained into me and that's why eventually i couldn't let go and and made a career switch and, and basically became a, a stock and equity analyst. But my other work terms was in a tech startup, great environment where we had uh, three other co-op students all from the same school, but different programs. And we all hung out like for the whole summer. It was a 20 people startup. We were playing the Dreamcast because they had that in the <laughs> office. Um, I remember playing a crazy taxi and, and uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. I mean, those are the two, two fun games back then. And then my third work term was, I don't even remember what my third work term was. Uh, so I don't remember. But I remember my last three was at the same tech company that eventually gave me my full-time job post-graduation. And it, and during that time, is great, right? Because you're able to actually get an offer for a job before your, your fourth year, before right. you even graduate. So you're locked in, you know, you're going to get paid you know you have you a job cruise. to start yeah, yeah. yeah. and you and you're you're fine and the same was in business school when i had to get the internship and it was very difficult it was timing from a timing perspective because i got into the mba in 2008 2009 so we were watching the world you know fall apart down yeah <laughs> and the, i remember when the dow was down like a thousand points in a day and and i was doing networking with uh, industry professionals at the time going for coffee chats and and most of them were telling me yeah, we're, we're firing people right now. We're not really <laughs> hiring. We're just trying to struggle. But uh, I was able to get an internship at uh, kind of a small hedge fund and learn just a ton, right? And again, it was a little bit of a means to an end. And I was able to secure with a different company 
a job before graduation. Um, but unfortunately, that was tough because they wanted me to work full time during my last school term. So I was basically wow. working a south side, you know, equity research associate role at a small boutique firm from basically seven in the morning till 6 p.m. in the evening. And I have classes from seven to 10, like four times a week. So I had to move all my courses from basically the, the day to evening courses. So I had evening course, five evening courses in that semester while working like a seven to uh, seven to six job. Um, but you had to do what you had to do, right? And you, you know, during that time, you were lucky to even secure a position. So I think without any of these work experiences, I wouldn't be where I was or where I am today, right? Because how do you even go about to get your foot in the door to these things without those kinds of opportunities available, right? You're going to have to hustle like a hundred times harder. Right. Who do you even talk to? Like, how do you even get access to these connections and network? And I, you know, I feel for some of these programs that, you know, you come out with a great four-year degree, but you have nothing else on your resume. Mm -hmm. So how do you set yourself apart? How do you find a job and, and all that stuff? And so I think this kind of program, whether it's internships or co-ops should really be part of every single institution. Cause that is the ultimate goal. People just don't get a degree because they just want to get a piece of paper. Yep. Right. It's, it's to actually find a position where they could sustain themselves. Yeah. That sounds, sounds like a very practical approach to say the least. Yeah. I, I didn't have a, a defined work term the way you did, but some, the summers I basically had to hustle to get a, a an internship and it was pretty, it, it, they were, it was both, you know, uh, I would say uh, mixed. Um, I think, I think my, my second year I worked in the summer uh, for a, a medical industrial firm, uh, like working for one of their like medical, uh, like, like cardio monitors, which was interesting because like I got to understand the guts of it. It was like using developing for a real-time operating system, which was very new to me, but it was like also a very different environment. It was like working in a warehouse because like the <laughs> offices were, were in a part of the warehouse that also built the freaking thing so uh it was just so you could see of, like the shop floor and everything yes, that's happening for you? yeah oh, okay that, yeah you could see the the i don't know if they were union but you could see that the the the, the shop engineers like building building the machines uh and you know once it's, you they're just ahead of their time man the whole open workspace right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so that's what everybody does now <laughs> except i didn't have standing desks back then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um I think the experience was good because it was like a lot of people that were like, they hired like almost 200 interns from wow. like all over the place. So, so basically they rented out, That's amazing. Uh, they rented out like a large multifamily complex <laughs> for, 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 for all of us to, to, to be housed in the summer. And I think that was fun. That was really interesting to meet different people that's a get, huge get, multi-family complex yeah. like, for 200 people. oh it's like it's like a sprawling yeah uh, <laughs> there was a volleyball court in there so it was okay. like we would like sand volleyball courts it was fun to, to to play with with folks and i think just meeting people and understanding their different backgrounds like why are you here like it was actually mm -hmm. very interesting because you, know, you, you would gauge like where you stood informally mm -hmm. Uh, in in what you were learning from your own home institution, and 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 you know, and it was it was very, very interesting. At the end of the day, at the end of the, the the summer, they would like apparently there was a nomination. Like you would either get nominated to be like the top, whatever I can't remember what it was. Uh, so 
I think for I think I was surprised I was nominated. I don't I, I don't think I won, but I was like, oh really? Seriously, seriously? Really? <laughs> nomination Pro- out of two hundred. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Probably because the other guy who was working in my team was was had other 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 interests. He was like not really working. <laughs> so, so between the, the two of us, I was like head and shoulders way ahead. Um, yeah, uh, but first among look, two. There you that's, go. That's right. right. <laughs> I I think uh, yeah, and then you know I think I I went and did another summer internship in Toronto uh, for another tech firm. So, but but I had to like. I think I had to hustle more than than maybe if you had a well def- more well defined sort of work term co op program. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and hustle. What what does that involve? Oh, in like hustling. Is it just I think like same I as think, co- Fran coffee chats and stuff of like that, or like tons of resumes well, at the door? Like what what was yeah, this? Like I think I think in undergrad there was no I did I did not have the the, the sophistication to do coffee coffee chats, and in fact mm-hmm. that's not what they were what we were taught, right? I think, I, I think in the professional schools, you were taught to do that. That was standard. So it was really about reaching out to old, my old contacts and, and yet submitting, submitting resumes uh, and also doing the bulk of the work was, was the career fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just hope you, you got a good enough grade to be able to get an interview. That was, that was kind of tough. Like I had to like sneak my way into um, uh Talk, talk my way into getting an interview once and then you know that that worked out but like if, if i didn't have like i didn't have the best grades amongst like what some of these like more prestigious institutions were 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 like demanding so it was like oh okay well that sucked so i don't know what my advice would be for 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 kids like to you know should you should you focus on on grades or learning like it's it's so hard given the demands i mean obviously my default would be like focus on, on getting a durable learning platform. So like you understand your, your material so that when you interview, you'll interview well, cause you actually know your stuff. Right. But, but the grades, they're like, a, they were like an artificial uh, barrier uh, back then. Yeah. And, and back then, even now today, I would say, unfortunately, grades do set you apart only because employers don't have the capacity to go through every single resume that comes in, right? So they have to use grades, unfortunately, yep. as a as an initial screen to weed out the ones that uh, you know they don't want. And you know, having done you know hiring for full time and co op students, I've seen tons of resumes where I'm just like, yeah, if you are C or D students, I don't really have the time to get to know you unless I somehow knew you. And that was kind of how I approached the the hustling that I did in business school because my grades were fine, but they were not like the top of the class, right? But they were fine. But I knew that I had to set myself apart because I don't have the background or the work experience to to run with, especially I'm trying to do a career switch. Yeah. Um, and so what I did was I, you know, throughout the course of maybe three months, I probably had about 200 coffee chats. And it was very time consuming because I there were nights where I did like five consecutive coffee chats, but that was my way of getting my name out there to the point where one one of the firms actually said that, yeah, you kind of overdid it because you talked to like <laughs> seven people on the same team. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I kind of did, but your team is like 50 people. Talking to seven is okay. Um, but I definitely got my name out there. And that's kind of how I feel like when it came down for full-time interviews, I actually got a ton of interviews because everybody kind of knew who I was and I had people who approached me 
four interviews saying that a job became available. Are you interested? Because I actually met you. Uh, so the full-time position that I ended up getting post-business school was actually from someone who actually reached out to say, hey, I remembered you from uh, uh, your, our coffee chats from, you know, eight months ago. Really liked you. Do you want to come in and, you know, have an interview? So actually my three offers, I had three offers in business school. All three were because of coffee chats. Nothing was because I did a upload a resume to a job portal or like direct apply. All three came to me through networks that I built, you know, eight months prior. So for me to give advice to those uh, who may be in this kind of position is grades matter to an extent, right? You don't want to be at the bottom of the barrel, but you do not need to be the cream of the crop. If you're above average, you're, you have other things that you can do to get yourself noticed. And, you know, the other part is you got to hustle and uh, you know, it does work. So for me, I always tell people that networking to me was always number one because it worked for me. Yeah. Yep. I think it speaks to both sides where, where hustle seems like the operative word for some, it uh, was, was more having the coffee chat, lots of caffeine and what have you. And then the other one is uh, trying to sneak into job fairs <laughs> and bribe people to, to get interviews and stuff like that. Right. So, uh, the other part of, of, of school, which uh, from an education that happens. So, so obviously we have the academics, we have the, the work experience, but I'd love to chat about kind of the whole kind of adulting side, the, the growing up part where both of you moved out and, 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 kind of had to uh, be elsewhere. So so mine, I, I, I commuted, I was at home and, and otherwise lived with mom and dad. I, I had them, uh, well, I made my own lunch at least <laughs> and then brought it to, to school, that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of it was, was, was taken uh, care of. But I kind of uh, regret not having that on-campus uh, experience and not being able to have that because I think that adds a lot of extra like independence and and and, and uh, like learning and, and growing up that that is very uh, helpful. Now, I mean, even though I was home, I had like, I did my own laundry and stuff like that. Right. So um, I, I wasn't kind of babied in that specifically, but I do, uh, I, I am curious about kind of that. Hey, that you've never done of... laundry until you've done coin laundry with like 50 <laughs> other students in like the laundromat. <laughs> and we're all carrying our baskets of laundry, like walking down the street back to our dorms or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I'd love what's, to hear about that. Cause, cause what's what's mine even is... worse. Yep. Go on. <laughs> I was gonna say my my mine seems pretty pretty mundane comparison. So yeah, I'd love to hear all those the, the little stories. So so laundromat. Yeah. What was it? What was even worse? Oh no, I was saying like doing the laundry in a coin laundromat in the basement of your dorm. Yeah. On a Saturday night by yourself. Hey, it, we've all we've all done it. We've all done it. Well, I, I think the the campus experience is was very memorable i would say because it was my first time you know living away from home for an extended period of time despite the fact that it wasn't that far away but i i had no interest in coming back so there are people who from my university go back home every weekend they would drive mm -hmm. back every weekend um i wasn't really interested in that i probably went back like once a month at most and i really enjoy being on campus living in dorms um, because you do get to meet a lot of people who tend to stay in the, on campus. So you, there's a massive cafeteria. So people all hang out there. We have our meal cards that you got to pre-purchase uh, mm -hmm. so that you have, you fill it up like a debit card. And you always run into groups of people that are just hanging out or studying in the student life center or the CAF. And you're just kind of like meeting new people all the time. Right. And being on campus also gives you that sense of independence that you have to really do everything on your own, right? You're doing your own laundry, you're cooking your own food, 
um, you're setting your own schedule. And I think that was a kind of a big difference for probably all of us from high school to university in that in high school, you kind of like have set courses where you all go to the same classes together with the same group of people and you yeah. you can work together and then learn together. Uh, but when you're on campus and everybody's taking really different courses and you're just trying to like, you know, organize your, both your academic life and your social life. Um, right. It's definitely something a little bit different. And I think the social life aspect of it was, a, you know, quite meaningful for me because that's where I had my kind of first long-term relationship, you know, learn a lot about myself, had kind of the first like serious, like heartbreak. So I think life itself was quite experiential like quite meaningful during that period where in high school you you're still kind of doing like high school things <laughs> whereas you know university you're doing more adult things so there were more different types of challenges that you need to go through um and you tag on like you know the work terms to having to interview on campus and also off campus and and do all of that uh definitely you know lots of things where you had to do on your own and at that the point usually because you know i came from immigrant parents also they're not going to be able to teach me a lot <laughs> in terms of like living yeah. a campus life right uh so there was definitely a lot of learning on your own but you make a lot of friends and very a lot of different faculties which i also appreciate um because i feel like maybe if you're maybe luke you can speak to it because if you're not living on campus so the time that you spent are probably mostly spent with people within the same kind of program whereas i hung out with a lot of uh, engineers. I hung out with a lot of accountants. I hung out with nobody in my program. So I actually, I had maybe like five people that I hung out with, with my program, but everybody I hung out with were outside of my program because that's kind of where some of the social circles were because, you know, our program was not cool. Um, so we had to like <laughs> hang out with the cool kids. So that was kind of my experience. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. There was like ups and downs, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. I think, I think it's that communal sense of your, being forced to be in a in a fishbowl with other people rather than you know if if you go to a, a commuter style school then then it's a different experience i think that's really what it is so you have to create a different and kurt you were there kind of you know when you left the country and you were kind of on your own at least the school that i went to i had like five other five or five to ten other people from our same high school that were there albeit they're in different programs but at least yeah. there's like familiar faces that I can, you know, see, right? But yeah. you're you're on your own, right? It was it was yeah, it was it was a mixed bag, I'll say. I mean, I got to meet a lot of international students, which is something that you just don't do in high school, right? Like we're all we're all from the same like 10 mile, 15 mile radius, right? But uh I th I thought it was it was very eye-opening to meet a like a far-reaching group of people. Didn't mean that I hung out with them all the time, but but from the get-go, like like you're by yourself, let's latch on to like, or create a small group, right? Within, within the first week. And then maybe next month you discover somebody, uh, a few other people, and then you sort of like do that within your dorms, but it's, it's challenging. I think, especially if you're not necessarily a, a natural extrovert and you're mm -hmm. willing to just generate that energy to, to meet, meet people. Like, I don't think I would say hi to people I didn't know in the, in the cafeteria, Fran, like I would only do that if I knew people in, in classes, right? Uh, or, or previously, yeah, so. I think for me, it was more like you get introduced by different mm, people in yeah. your network to all the different groups. It's good to have an extroverted friend that, uh, that can do that, right? So <laughs> yeah, that creates yeah. the hub. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was a big school. So like there were multiple dorms with different cafeterias. So 
it was just very, it was a large institution. I'm like, maybe, maybe I would advise other people to go with a smaller institution. Like, it just depends on your style, actually. I, I've come to realize that uh, depending on your, on your personality. But, um, you know, I, I also hung out in like the engineering campus. So it was a very, like, you know, back, you know, when I started in my second to fourth year. So it was a different group of people that would kind of see more or less, less cool. Like, you know, it was like mostly <laughs> guys too. <It> was like, <laughs> but, and, and you also had cliques, like the international students, they all like maybe because for comfort reasons, they all hung out with each other. Like let's see the Hong Kong student association yeah. hung out with themselves. Yeah, so of course. I didn't, I didn't, feel like I, yeah. I didn't feel like I was really, really welcomed. Like I knew some mm. like, friends I liked there, but like, they're not going to invite me to their like, you know, event and, and likewise for the other kind of affinity groups. So yeah, that was, they don't consider Canadian students, international students. Right. So very, <laughs> very challenging. Yeah. So I thought that was challenging for me. Uh, so I hung out with the Americans, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, they were pretty like neutral group. Uh, it was, it was fun, you know, it, but, but it was also challenging in, in many ways. So do you uh, keep, do you keep your friends, uh, in contact with your friends from university college? Uh, some, I would mm. say not a lot. Uh, we, it's like, they've all just went everywhere, you know? Yeah. Same experience for me. Like most of the people that I did hang out with, they just kind of went everywhere and we never really stayed in touch. Mm. And even the ones that maybe stayed in the same city, it just became, I guess, more difficult to stay in touch. Um, Cause you have to be, pretty purposeful i think to stay in touch post yeah. uh, university because you tend to gravitate gravitate back to your localized group of network that you all you know you, you're used to and if someone for example even lived in a city that's 45 minutes away it becomes more difficult to yeah to, to I, get together i would say the ones who i've kept in touch with are the ones who actually spent uh who actually felt like we made a real connection mm, yeah at school like it yeah. wasn't just because we were taking classes together it was you know we i was you know a friend of mine invited me to his home in the inner city for thanksgiving like mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. wow like that stuff's unique so like it builds some it, you know builds something deeper like that so yeah. yeah that that that's the other thing i would suggest people do is like to build those kind of deep deeper rooted connections with others because that will last you i think for for a longer time because you can now reminisce oh you remember that you know so yeah yeah um, it sounds like we did an episode on that or something no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lasting connection <laughs> I, I think for me being in a in a commuter school yeah so it's definitely a different experience than, than what you had right so i probably i probably grew up less <laughs> in the sense that i didn't have to take on that independence and uh, a question that i have for, for you two is, is do you get involved in like clubs and stuff so you may, i heard a few that that were in there like i i had two friends in university literally like like two people wow. that, that i remember uh but but that was up until the kind of like the third year and then for the, my fourth year i ended up joining the badminton club and then from there i met a couple of people that that i still uh keep in contact with but yeah not a, not a lot of them uh, but otherwise yeah being kind of shy introverted uh i wasn't introduced to a lot of people right and i i was lucky in the badminton club i had that a kind of extroverted friend so I could meet some, some folks, but otherwise, yeah, I, I don't, I, I didn't really build as many strong lasting relationships. Um, but those handful that I did, uh, I think they're, they're pretty solid. So. Yeah. I didn't join 
any as many clubs as as I probably should have. In fact, the only thing I did really was f- like for health reasons was to to go to the to the, to the school gym mm. uh, where there was a volleyball court, and I would just like s- sign up and play pickup with whoever was there. And and it turned out that every you know let's say every Friday night it would be the same like generally the same group. So then that's mm. how you kind of develop that informal relationship. But um, it was very loose. I don't think it was it was it was tight enough because these you know, I remember a bunch of them were were from France and uh, mm. you know they kind of had their own little clique because they spoke very fluent French and I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were also visiting students, so they were here for like a year, maybe a oh. year and a half. It was kind of you know, uh, but it's hit or miss. Doesn't mean just because that one year it didn't pay off doesn't mean that you should just you know uh, give up. I think hustle or putting in the effort is, is I think it's required. It's absolutely required to get something out of, out of your experience. Yeah. I joined a few, uh, clubs slash programs in university. Uh, I think first was, I, I, I was part of varsity badminton. So I think mm. that's a different, that's one group that, you know, had the same kind of goal, same skill set, and same challenges. Cause you got to go to practice while, while wow. uh, mix, mixing in, you know, your your day to day grind in school, um, so that was definitely a challenge. But I only did that in the first year. I never tried it again second year because I'm like, <laughs> this is way too, too much. much. Yeah, yeah, that commitment is way too much. They they want you to practice like three four hours after your classes are over, and then you got to start again, right? You're doing it like three four times a week, and then um, on the weekends you would have to go to tournaments, so you might be gone so you can't you have no time to do homework right. <laughs> you're, you're not being work. rewarded for this right yeah. you're not you're Compensated not right? otherwise yeah. um yeah no you can't put it on your resume i guess but other than that nobody cares and then i was part of the badminton club also and that was a very social environment so you get to lo- meet a lot of different people from different programs um so that was also great but again it's a badminton club so it tends to be a little bit more homogeneous hmm. in terms of the uh the breakdown but <laughs> it is it is what it is but i did meet quite a few friends during that time who hung out a lot and also at the time i was you know i was dating an accountant so the accountant student association was quite cool in that they ran a lot of events you know mm. account, accountants generally not cool but the accounting program at our university our school was actually quite cool so lots of interesting programs like you know clubbing events dances uh um, going out events so i got to participate in a lot of those uh, i met a lot of cool people so I, I did I did enough, but I didn't do a lot. I probably could have done more, but you know the demands of like the program that I was in sure. um, was hard. But I think once it got to fourth year, fourth year was like nothing. It's yeah. like you had maybe like two or three core courses, and the rest is like electives. So you're able to kind of do whatever you want. Um, so I think I felt a lot more free in fourth year to do a lot more things. Um, so I think I had more fun in fourth year than I did in the first three years, which is a more relaxed environment. Um, but definitely I encourage people to join as many interesting activities as they can, because I think you'll build some pretty uh, good friendships during those times. Yeah. What I heard was to kind of diversify your experience. So get out of kind of the, the, the normalcy of, of the, the small little bubble that you're part of and then expand out whatever it is, whether it's clubs, whether it's through its, uh, work experience and yeah, university school is, is much more than just class. So I think this is a good place to, to, to end gents and thanks for sharing in the conversation uh, about 
about school, what you learned in university, and sharing your your insights on on the classroom side, the work side, and on kind of the adulting and growing up. So thanks, gentlemen, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah, it was fun. See ya. See you guys. That wraps up another episode of 40 Going On 18. We would love to hear what you think. Leave us your comments on our Instagram at 40goingon18podcast or become a patron. Links are available on our Instagram page. Thanks and have a great day.